0: Hello you lovely lot. I hope you're keeping well. It is a very strange time. England has just got into lockdown and of course Wales and the Republic of Ireland are in the middle of their own lockdowns and there's the restrictions in Scotland. So it's a really strange time but I hope you're keeping well. I hope you're keeping your chins up and I hope that you are looking after each other a little bit and checking in with those friends who might need that extra bit of help at the moment. But do not worry, for the next 40 minutes or so, we're gonna have a little bit of escapism. I am talking to the lovely Chris Keane today. It's a really good episode. It's a really light-hearted, positive episode. So I do hope you enjoy it. But before we get started, here's something from the Royal British Legion. Now this November, all of our thoughts turn towards remembrance and the wonderful work the Royal British Legion does. They sponsor this series which is why I want to tell you about what they can offer you as a way of support. The Royal British Legion understand that COVID-19 is having a devastating impact on people's livelihoods across the UK and in the armed forces community. Their specialist financial advisors are here to help anyone facing additional money worries and they want to put your mind at ease. If you have financial concerns and would like some support and advice, you can contact the Legion on 0808 802 8080 and they will put you in touch with someone who can help. So thank you again to the wonderful Royal British Legion for sponsoring this podcast and generally for all your hard work. I know November is always very tough for you um, and this one particularly will be but we will be wearing our poppies with pride and we will be supporting you. So now on to the episode with the lovely Chris Keane. This is a great one if you have children, especially if you're a dad. So I hope you enjoy it and everything that Chris has to say. Hello, Chris. So lovely to see you. How are you doing?
1: I'm very well. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited because I'm a big fan of your podcast, Jess, and I've been wanting to get on it for ages. So, yeah, very excited.
0: Oh, I'm glad to hear it. No, thank you for that. And yeah, we've been trying to talk for ages because I think it's really important that we have some boys on this podcast. I've spent a lot of time following you on Twitter. I see the fab work you do there. And of course, you have your radio work. But for those who may not have spotted you, could you give us a little introduction to who you are and what you do?
1: So I'm Chris. I'm 32. I'm from Worcester. For those that don't know, it's in the West Midlands, Worcestershire. Everyone knows the source, but because I'm a military spouse, we travel all over the world. Apart from all that side of my life, I'm a radio presenter and I've been working in radio since the age of 16. Started at a little community radio station and I ended up staying there for five years of my life and then moved on to work for commercial radio stations and then the BBC. And then I actually wanted to join the military myself, so I tried to join the RAF. Didn't pass on aptitude, so they said come back a year later. Still really involved in radio whilst trying to get in the RAF. But within that year, I found out that BFBS were recruiting, applied for them, got the job the second time, and I've been doing radio for them for, I think it was seven years, full-time. I've just gone freelance now because we've had a little baby daughter, Holly. So I'm doing a bit of freelance work for them as well as doing freelance work for other radio stations. But yeah, that's pretty much my life, mainly radio. I'm sure you can hear my voice in a few different places.
0: I love BSBS, purely because they're, you know, the force of radio and we all listen to it and I've been on a couple of times. Is it particularly glamorous? It comes across like radio could be the way to do it and travel the world and see all these exciting things.
1: I think it was more glamorous. I heard the tales back in the day that the presenters were chauffeur-driven to the studio, they were chauffeur-driven out to lunch and then back to the studio after a few drinks It's not as glamorous now. I think it's because there's so many different stations out there now. So many different stations, so many radio presenters. Everybody wants to be a radio presenter.
0: I think it's like the military. The military used to be so glamorous. We used to have these foreign postings and drink cocktails. And I think maybe the real world has caught up a little bit. But BFBS was how you met your wife in the Falklands.
1: It was, yes. So my first ever posting was to the Falklands in 2013. And I met Kelly a year later in 2014. She came out as OCMTW. She was in the mess one evening. And I'm not saying this in a bad way, but there aren't many girls in the Falklands. There's just a lot of penguins. So to see this pretty female come through the door, I was like, I need to get to know her. And I was really good mates with the current OCMTW. His name was Phil. And I said, mate, you need to introduce me to that girl, please. And yeah, we just really hit it off. And ever since then, I was in the Falklands still after she left because she was only there on a six-month post. And I was there for another year and a half after that. And she spent loads of time. Every time she could get over there, she came over. And it's like an 8,000 mile trip. So commitment. So I was like, yeah, this is definitely, the, she's the one. And then proposed to her on a beach called Stinker Beach next to a sleeping penguin.
0: It's so romantic. <laughs> no, it is though. And it's a really good way to get used to this crazy military life. I think if you're traveling around with BFPS and getting used to posting. Mm. And now, like the best people I know, you are a stay at home parent because you have lovely little Holly, who's always on Twitter, she's Twitter famous, <laughs> and you're running your own business, so you're a of BFBS, and lots of other radio things. So mm-hmm. it's quite a tough time, there's a lot of juggling to be done. How are you finding that?
1: I'm actually really unorganised, I'm a really unorganised person, but my wife Kelly is really organised, so she's got me like a diary, and I put everything in that diary, because I'm literally doing six days a week now of radio stuff whether that's podcasts or just interviews or actual shows and on top of that Holly is in the equation so she gets up at like five thirty to 6 30 every day so I can kind of gauge now when her naps are going to be so I know between nine and midday or 10 and midday I can whack in an interview or record a radio show I'm doing four radio shows a week all pre-recorded but I know that I can record two of them on one day and then the other two on the next day so that they're kind of all out the way at the start of the week And then I can concentrate on other interviews or looking after Holly, going to soft play areas. But it is, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's so much going on. And there's things being added to it constantly. I love being busy. I hate being bored. So I wouldn't have it any other way at the moment. And I think at the moment as well, I really have got the best of both worlds because I loved being in radio full time. But I also love being at home with my family. So being able to do radio at home with my family is amazing.
0: And is Kelly working full time?
1: She is, yeah. Again, like a lot of people at the moment working from home.
0: Okay, because I know that a lot of wives that I've spoken to get to a point in their career where they have the children or they need to make the choice between the military career and their career. Is it a different conversation that you have because the gender roles have swapped? Well, between me and
1: Kelly, it's normal. It's absolutely normal. Like, I know that she's in the army and she's incredibly good at her job. She's so good at her job. And she tells me what she can tell me and we talk about stuff and I know how stressful her job can be and we talk about that. And then I'm like, well, I've been to soft play, and I've played with Holly all day. And I completely see that what you're on about the gender reversal, where people, especially people who aren't in the military community, they're kind of looking and expect it to kind of be the man with the rifle in his hand, doing all the fighting, and then the wife at home, cooking the dinner, looking after the kids, and the dinner will be on that table when he gets home from work. I completely understand that view, but it's like 2020. It's modern day, isn't it? And I really want to help change that view, which is why I started the blog. But no, I think the conversation between me and Kelly is definitely normal and fine by me. I think it's just the outside world looking in. They might think it's a bit weird, although they shouldn't. It's 2020.
0: They shouldn't. And also, as a wife, very rarely get my husband any dinner. So I really don't (laughs) think I don't know where that's coming from. The outside world assuming (laughs) that military wives have got their life together, when frankly, it's all just, isn't it? It's just normal. Both of my neighbours are male partners. So they're female serving, which I think is quite unusual. And we were chatting before this interview, because I wanted to get their perspective on it. And I made the normal probably very wrong assumption that they were the serving person. So this must mm-hmm. happen to you all the time. And I know that you've spoken quite openly about the armed forces and how in the past they've kind of forgotten that serving personnel might have male partners, but there's ladies nights, there's ladies days. It's something that I thought I hadn't Encounters because I thought the RAF, because they have so many female serving people, had knuckled down on it and stopped it. But actually, I think in reality, I may have just not noticed because it just Mm -hmm. wasn't on my radar. How does it feel to see that and being left out on those kind of things?
1: Well, I wouldn't say that I was a confrontational person, but I like to get stuck into an argument. When I see those sort of things, I really get excited about it because it's something I can nitpick at and make a point of it and say, look, this still happens. We need to change this. And I really enjoy doing that. But yeah, I see it all the time. I had a lady come up to me. So when Kelly was with um, the Tigers in Germany, one of the ladies, so their club was called the Tigeresses. She came up to me in the naffy and She said, do you mind that it's called the Tigeresses? Would you like us to change the name? And I said to her, I was like, no, it doesn't bother me. It's fine. I'm a Tigeress now. I'll come to the, to the club. Although I went back and I thought of it. And I thought maybe I probably should have said something because it doesn't personally bother me. It really doesn't. But I like writing about it and I like bringing up the points because there's been so many examples, as you said. I don't know if you saw the other one I put on Twitter the other week and it really kicked off. It got in the Telegraph and everything. It said families aren't allowed into the work building unless accompanied by their husband, which means that Kelly wouldn't be able to go to work without me and many other females out there in the army or the RAF or whatever, they wouldn't be able to go to work without their husbands, which is just stupid because their husband's not the serving one. I love finding stuff and I love nitpicking at it and I love changing it. But yeah, personally, it doesn't really affect me.
0: And it's interesting that you're highlighting it because I know there's a lot of noise in the Air Force community and we're always kind of life is tough and therefore it it kind of breeds quite a negative side and I think it's really important that when you see something that is wrong even if it doesn't really affect you not that first but that you step up and change it and I think Mm -hmm. what you are doing is doing that and it's changing the conversation and I think that's really important whether that's what I'm doing with the business stuff or this podcast and sharing these stories or what you're doing with your amazing blog why do you think that male spouses just haven't been part of a bigger conversation
1: I think it's just living in the past. I think that's all it is, because if you ever do bring it up or if you ever do highlight the fact that it is different or not changed yet, they're so quick to change it. Again, back to that example that I said there about the wives not being allowed to work unless their husband's accompany them. I brought it up, and within minutes, I had several messages back. Even the Army Sergeant Major himself, he said, I'll change this. And within about five hours, it was gone. The website was taken down and deleted. So that piece of information, although it's still in my blog... (laughs) has been deleted forever and no one can see it. So I think sexism is a strong word, although that kind of is what it was. And a lot of people did say that on Twitter, but I still don't really like to call it that. But I think it's just living in the past, things still haven't changed and people like me will uncover them and bring them back up. But yeah, I think that's probably the reason why we're not in the bigger conversation, especially where those bits of writing are in a lot more places and The public, especially. I don't think the military community need changing at all. I think we're really good at it. But the community outside definitely do. Like, if I was in a pub and me and Kelly were in a pub having a drink, somebody would automatically assume that it was me serving, like, without a doubt. And if you type into Google as well, your listeners can try it right now. If you type in military spouse onto Google, click enter the first 20 results probably all of them actually will be about military wives
0: I've got a bit of editing software that I use when I'm doing the writing because it's not my strength and I put it through Grammarly it's called Grammarly and Grammarly always wants to autocorrect spouse to military wife so military wife always gets popped in rather than military spouse.
1: Well, there you go. That's a blog. I didn't know that.
0: Oh, there you go. There's one. I think it's just sort of, it's been the norm. It's like for hundreds of years, the spouse community has only been female. I mean, at the start, it was the law. Women couldn't serve. I think it wasn't until 2016, the ban was lifted so that women were able to serve in close combats, with the RAF being the first to open all the roles to women in 2017. So you kind of can understand, or you can kind of see why, The majority of this community is female, but Mm -hmm. it's changing. They're doing loads of stuff. And I know the whole inclusivity thing is a big deal for the MOD. And it is, it's going to be a more inclusive world. So what would you say to male partners who find themselves joining this community?
1: I would say don't be disheartened by anything you read or anything anybody says, be that military community, military serving or public. Don't be disheartened by it because there's so many military husbands now You're not alone, and there's so much stuff out there. We just need to keep adding to it. I don't think there is actually, again, I was asked this just two days ago. Is there a support group for military husbands? And there isn't, there isn't one. I've started one. There's only like six people in there at the moment. But I think we could expand that. Again, the word support group, it sounds a bit naff, doesn't it? Like we need supporting. We don't need supporting. So yeah, I would say not to worry and not to read into anything too much
0: great bit of advice it's been that i've had a conversation with people where it's like but we need to support the male partners because they're in the minority and there's all these things for women when actually i think the reality is that we're not that different really i mean i think when you join this community it's a bit of a shock this whole moving around nonsense and operations <laughs> is a bit is a bit much and actually we just need to find people that are similar to us whether that be male or female and going out there and creating support groups for lack of a better word, works just as well. And it's fab that there's six of you because there will be loads more. And it is a good way to do it. And I think that we aren't that different, really. We're both faced with the same challenges. And it's very mm-hmm. much how you look at the world and how you approach these challenges and how you just make them better. And actually, I've had some amazing conversations with my male neighbours in exactly the same way that I have with my female neighbours. And it is, you know, we're all in the same boat and it's all can be yeah. a bit sucky sometimes, but it's what you make of it. I
1: yeah. think a lot of people forget as well that, Yeah, I can definitely kind of see where military husbands aren't that common. I can see that, be it with a wife as a partner, because females haven't been, as you say, with all that history, they haven't been in the military, they haven't been in serving roles for all that long. So I can kind of understand that. But nowadays, there are people forget there's so many same sex couples. So there's still a man serving, but he's married to a man. And therefore, that man is a military spouse. And I think a lot of people forget that.
0: And yet the rest of the world, so advertising and marketing and all those things that are embracing same-sex couples, we need to do that as well, I think, this community and start sharing that and sharing imagery and sharing stories. And it isn't any different and it's not special. It's just, this is our community and we are inclusive and we're all different. That is a very important thing to say. So playing devil's advocate for my next question, you have now faced a little bit of sort of being left out and not being included as a male husband that you've noticed. Has it given you more of an insight into the kind of challenges that women normally face in life?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I suppose, again, not just women, any kind of minority group always has that sort of, you're an outsider, you're not really part of this group, we don't really want you here. But like I say, you just kind of get over it, really. It will change because people keep pushing. It could become a majority group. Probably won't happen, but...
0: <laughs> you know, eventually. <laughs> that would be great, 50-50. We need 50 for everything. Let's start yeah. the conversation. Let's get it done. Because, like I keep saying, it's really important. And you are someone who is changing the conversation. You've done it through your blog. And you do Spouse Hour over on Twitter, which I'm also a big fan of when I find the time to remember that it's Monday. <laughs> How did that start?
1: My blog started... Because I saw this massive gap, as we mentioned earlier, that if you type into Google military spouse or anything to do with a military spouse, it will be military wife this, military wife that, everything to do with a military wife. Um, So I thought there's a definite gap in the market here. So I started writing about my experiences as a military husband, and it really took off. It made national press, and it was just really nice to know that people are reading this. And I still get comments today comment saying we didn't really see this side we don't even ever think about this side we, we get the military spouse part of it but we don't really ever get the husband's point of view although like you say it's exactly the same like it's not changed so I said to Kelly when I first started it, because I started on New Year's Day as a New Year's resolution and I said to Kelly I'll do this for a year because I've got a year's worth of content that I can write about that year passed and people just kept commenting and saying how nice it was to have that view so I just carried on doing it and Rather than writing about my experiences now, I go out and I really try my best to find things that need changing and do my best to change them. And so far, so good. Things I have highlighted have changed and it's, it's really good to see. So that's my blog. And the Spouse Hour, it kind of related to the blog really, whereas a lot of comments, well, why don't you just start your own groups? Why don't you have a husband's group? And I was like, that's not the point of my blog though. That's not what I'm trying to say here. All I'm trying to say is, rather than segregating the two sexes let's act as a team let's work as a team and let's be inclusive everybody so the spouse hour is kind of a knock-on effect by that really again i saw a gap in the market that there was all these sort of twitter hours like worcestershire hour hereford hour or birmingham hour and i thought why don't we have a, a military spouse hour where we can just all get together once a week for an hour promote each other talk about each other or just meet each other and have a natter and again so far so good it's really working and The audience and the figures are growing and everyone's communicating. And a few spouses have said that they've connected through the spouse hour to get their business off the ground. And it's really good to see that that little thing, that little hour on a Monday is really working. And as you said, that you sometimes forget, apart from the first few weeks where we had loads of people and it was going mad, it's now kind of died off a little bit in terms of not everyone's in there for that one hour, but everyone before the hour and after the hour. Days after the hour, still retweeting and talking about the content. And even though it's called Spouse Hour, it's kind of spouse whenever. Just get involved because that handle is everyone together as a one. It's really nice to see and be involved in.
0: Which is so lovely to say, because there's always the argument that, well, why would men need special things? Because men are fine. Men are established. They don't need anything. When actually, we're not that different and we are the same. And especially as military partners, where we've kind of been thrown into this world that is a bit challenging. We don't need particularly extra support. We just need to know there's other people out there who get it and understand it. And I think... No matter what gender you are, just to know that there's people who are like you that can just sort of understand it straight away is really important, which is why I like it. And I love the fact that you aren't anti-female. It's not like, you know, these girls have got it so easy. What about me? It's none of that, which is really important and should be mentioned because it's not against, you know, it's not you against us. We are the same team and we're having to, well, we're choosing to and we're getting through this crazy military world. And it's not one or the other. We are a gang. I like that. So I know where to find your blog because I love it and I read it. But if you are listening to this and I want to come and follow you on Twitter or I want to read your blog, where can I find you?
1: Me personally, I'm at Totally Keen and I kind of share that across all platforms. My blog is themilitaryhusband.com or .co.uk and Spouse Hour is just at Spouse Hour.
0: Fab, we're all gonna go for you. So before we finish, is there anything else that you wanted to add at all?
1: Keep up what you're doing as well, because military spouses are incredible people and resilient people. And a lot of people outside just think they've joined the military now in a way, their husband or their wife is in the military, that's kind of their career over now. They've got to look after the house and the kids. But there's so many amazing people in our community that do incredible things all the time and have amazing businesses and you highlight that where you can and it's really good. So keep it
0: up thank you This because I can't let my husband have all the fun I need to show <laughs> the real truth that is that military spouses and partners are so much more impressive than our serving people yeah. <laughs> um, so that's really important to me so I'm glad that you found it useful and um, thank you so much for coming to talk to me today
1: no problem thank you so much for having me
0: another thank you to the lovely chris for coming to talk to me i think it's really important that we have these kind of conversations around gender so i really appreciate that you came on because it's good to have a different voice and a different opinion and to be able to share that with you chris of course is now one of the hosts on the new recruit for spouses podcast so if you're into your podcast now do go ahead over and check that out it's a really good listen and i would recommend it So that's me for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will of course be back next week with another inspiring episode so I shall see you then.